Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Ted Quarters podcast. I've got Noah Syndergaard and Cody Bellinger lined up for the show today, so I want to keep this part quick. It seems like this is quickly evolving into a baseball podcast, and I don't really know what I expected. Once the season starts, I spend, honestly, 65 to 70 hours a week writing or reading about or watching or playing baseball, and so even if this show just reflects what's on my mind any given week, that is most likely going to be baseball. I do want to maintain the right to talk about and do other stuff, so I guess for now, consider this a lifestyle podcast from someone whose lifestyle involves spending the majority of his waking hours interacting with baseball. Anyway, the season is starting Thursday, and I've got a whole lot of stuff to do between now and then, so in lieu of any longer spiel here, I'm going to get straight to the first of two segments of interesting people willing to talk to me. To wrap up spring training, I'm going to start with Cody Bellinger of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who spoke to me last week to promote metrics and also to talk about his off-season regimen and life in spring training. Hey, Cody, thanks for doing this. What's up? Uh, so I guess why don't you start by telling me what you're doing with metrics? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, here, one sec, I got a in my room again real quick. season training look like like what's a what's a typical day for a major league player I mean I know every guy does it a little bit differently but for you uh, what does your typical off-season workout day look like Specifically, you're trying to do workout-wise, or were you trying to add strength, add muscle, or just flexibility, anything like that? One thing people often say about guys in their rookie seasons, and I don't know, I don't know that it showed with you, but one thing you often hear, especially from managers, is that 
uh, guys come up and and they might have you know great stretches at the at the beginning, but the length of the season, especially at the major league level, can be so overwhelming. Did you find at any points uh, yourself getting a little worn down last year? Uh, I think towards the end, but I that's every pitcher that you're facing. That's everybody that's on the same field. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's playing for the most part 140 to 162 games out there. Uh, Everybody's tired, you kinda and that's where the mental part of the game comes in so heavily you just kinda you gotta stay focused and, you know, pretend that you're not tired sometimes. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, is it is it a different yeah. type of spring training? Being now that now that you're you've got a job, right? You're you're going to be on the major league team. You're going to be playing first base. <laughs> Last year, your your rookie, you're fighting for for you're trying to show off what you can do. Does that change how you go about your business in spring training? A little bit. I think it's nice this year uh, just to kind of focus on my swing and not have to. Um, you know, get a hit a game or two hits a game to try and impress. You can kind of work on some things and just to get your mind and your body and your swing, you know, ready for the season. One thing I've heard from a, a lot of guys and a lot of managers in spring training is you can't really read too much into spring training stats because guys are not necessarily trying to get get hits and get home runs and get walks or whatever. Like, they might be working on specific aspects of their game. Is there anything specifically you're working on when you go up to a plate, uh, up to the plate in a spring training game? Uh, yeah, for me, I want to, as we're starting to wind down, that's when you kind of want to start. Obviously, you want to hit well throughout your every game, but that's just not going to happen. You kind of want to start feeling good towards the end. Um, and like I said, now you're starting to get three or four in the game instead of two. Uh, you're starting to play more nine innings. Um, so it's kind of more like a baseball field to it. Uh, you mean you mean now? But what about earlier in the spring training? Was there anything you're looking to do? Like, is it just tracking pitches at start at the at the beginning, or or you know waiting for breaking balls to work on hitting breaking balls? Anything like that? Yeah, that's definitely it. There's a lot of tracking. You kind of figure out what kind of pitchers are throwing bullpens. Um, just because in off season you don't see 92 mile hour heaters for about four four months, so you want to go and track the pitchers. <laughs> start seeing, you know, velocity come at you live again. That's, that's a big part of it. So do you hit at all in the off season? Yeah, I started hitting probably around Christmas time. Okay. Maybe around Christmas time, yeah. And that's just to just sort of keep your swing in shape, make sure everything's moving right? Yeah, you want to, you don't want to come in spring training and not swing. You want to you want to start taking it pretty big before spring training, so you're not going out there and injuring yourself or, you know, looking like a fool out there. Uh, last year, you mentioned working on your swing this spring and, and how you've been able to focus on that. I know last year you played some outfield. It looks like this year you'll be playing mostly first base. Does that change anything for you? Does that make things a little easier? Yeah, it does. Um, I think... Uh, I don't mind outfield, but I, I love first base. I kind of love being involved. And um, but wherever they need me, I'll, I'll be out there playing. Uh, as long as my bats in the lineup, I'll be good. Now, one thing I notice uh, at basically every spring training camp is uh, little kids running around. Usually, you know, players or, or coaches' kids. Were you? Uh, your father played in the majors. Were you once one of these little kids running around at spring training camp? 
I was uh, I was out there in Florida with my dad running around. I don't remember much of it, but I know I was definitely out there shagging and you know being in the locker room at random times for sure. Was that? Did you appreciate like how cool that was? Like because it feels like you might take it for granted if you grew up with that. But then I feel like you know if if you took. Uh, any seven-year-old kid or eight-year-old kid who who didn't grow up in baseball and like, hey, do you want to go hang out in the Yankees clubhouse and and shag fly balls? It would be like the best day of their life. Yeah, I I took it for granted. I didn't kind of realize how lucky I was until I got a little older. Um, I was in you know the Yankees clubhouse and I I didn't think every kid could do it, but I definitely wasn't starstruck when I was in there. It just kind of felt normal to me. But I wish I Do you think in in any ways that that helped you on the way to the majors that you that you weren't surprised that the you know the various particulars of the job weren't really new to you when you were coming up? Um, I think it helped being around the game at a young age for sure. Whether it was being in the clubhouse, I don't know, but definitely you know watching the game, watching being in the dugout while my dad was in the minor leagues, being in the clubhouse, it was uh, definitely a big advantage. I think. Uh, looking back on last season, obviously, you know, personally, a great year for you, Rookie of the Year. Dodgers had an incredible regular season, incredible playoffs right up until the end, falling one game short of the of the championship. I don't need to remind you of that. Uh, how do you look back on that year? Is it all positive? Are you? Is it a little bit sour after you know the losing in Game Seven, uh, or is it just you know put it away and move forward? clubhouse like that sort of uh, not not midway through the season early in the season but not not on opening day uh it's a it's a group with a lot of ca- it's a group with a lot of characters uh what was that like for you how were were you starstruck then when you come up to the majors and now you're playing next to clayton kershaw uh, not, you no not really i think being in spring training big spring training the past few years kind of helped me Would you say are the most interesting characters in your clubhouse? Uh, uh, I'll have, uh, have to say CJ. I think he's, he's up there for sure. What is it about him that, that makes him stand out? He's just, uh, you know, like, he's a funny dude, man. He, he, he won't let you slip up if you say something. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the way he just goes out of business. It's the right way, but it's a fun way. So he's a nice person to have in the clubhouse. And for you personally, what are you looking to do in 2018? Are there individual goals? Is it, it seems like it would be hard to improve on the season you had last year. Uh, yeah, I don't really set any goals. I just kind of like to go out there and play um, and do what I can that day to help me win. And 
I have that mentality, then, uh, you know, numbers might add up. And uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I want to have enough advocates that are using my shit, but we'll see how it goes. Do you look at your numbers during the season, or, or are you a guy who just sort of lets it play out and then, you know, maybe at the end of the year look back? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like what I want to do. I kind of want to play, not focus on you know how many homers I have or how many strikeouts I have. I just want to go out and play. And at the end of the day, your numbers are your numbers. Do you look at them at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, if you end up looking at them throughout the year because you see them on the on the scoreboard. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of. I mean, you know what you're hitting. But I don't like to focus on it too much. Well, was there any aspect when you look back? When you look back on on when if if and when you did look back on the numbers from last year, was there anything you said like, okay, I you know beat my my expectations here, but I need to get better in this department? Was there anything like that? Um, no, not really. I think baseball is such a hard game; you can't focus on you know that kind of stuff. I just go out every day and I'm trying to hit a 90-something mile an hour heater or someone's curveball and hit it pretty hard. That's all I focus on. That's all I got. Cody, thank you so much. Awesome, man. Thank you. Okay, so to move from spring training to the regular season, here's Noah Syndergaard, the opening day starter for the New York Mets, who joined me to talk about a campaign he's doing for Kingsford Charcoal around opening day and his expectations for the season in general. To start out, tell me uh, what you're doing on behalf of opening day. Uh, we well, you know for the first time in, in over 50 years, all 30 teams are playing on the same day, so that's, that's pretty exciting stuff. And I've just partnered with Kingsford to uh, help encourage people to play a little bit of hooky on Thursday, and if they're going to work, come, come play, uh, come, to, come to opening day. Uh, you say in the ad that opening day is not technically a national holiday, but should be, and I could not agree more with that. Do you think there should be more uh, momentum toward getting people uh, an official day off on opening day? Uh, I do think so, yeah. I think it should definitely be a national holiday. Um, you know, it's baseball being America's greatest pastime, and it's kicking off a real exciting um, part of the year. Um, a long baseball season. Should be a very exciting 2018 season for the Mets and just for for baseball in general. I feel like there's a lot of youthful talent that's really going to take off this, uh, this next year. Growing up, did you get the chance to go to opening day at all? Do you have any, do you have any of your opening day memories? Um, yeah. There was a, a time where my father and I um, kind of school and worked for a little bit and we went to uh, watch the Rangers play so that was a fun time yeah that was my favorite day of the year every year was that my parents would check me out of school to go watch a baseball game and felt like I was uh, cheating the system somehow but you've been uh, you're getting the start on opening day this year and you've done it before I know once you start pitching I assume you're you're in the zone but is there a moment uh, when you come out to the mound that there are some whether it's butterflies or excitement or just a, a feeling that like here it is finally the baseball season has come yeah most definitely and it's kind of felt a little weird for me because I feel like I've been so I mean I had those two starts at the end of last year but it's almost like I've almost forgotten what, what the electricity feels like 
at City Field, especially for what I felt in like 2015 at the World Series, and uh, last year 2017 when I started opening day then. Um, so I'm just itching to get back out there and, and compete. Do you set per- Do you set personal goals for the season? Um, not really. Um, I just try to go out there every day, whether I'm pitching or whether I'm just uh, being a teammate. And the dugout is trying to be the, the best possible teammate I can be. And every time I step into the, the clubhouse, um, I'm ready to, to get to work and um, whatever the task is for that day to accomplish it. You mentioned missing a, a lot of time last season and, and being off the mound for a while. Uh, do you feel like you're better prepared to stay healthy this year? Um, yeah, I completely um, redid my workout regimen for the offseason. Um, I don't really get into specifics there, but um, you know, I feel like it's not like a broken record when I come to spring training. I feel like, oh, this is the best my body's ever felt, but this is the best, legitimately the best my body's ever felt because I know what it's supposed to feel like now. I know how much my body's supposed to move in, in certain ways. I'm only really just kind of scratching the surface. Um, so I'm, I'm real excited to continue with all my strength conditioning programs and my mobility routine. Is a lot of it just a, uh, like a change in flexibility? Is it was that because I think I read that was that the focus for you? Yeah, not necessarily just uh, doing stretching um, because that only gets you so far in terms of flexibility. Because flexibility is all fun and dandy to have, but what I'm really focused on is having mobility. Mm-hmm. And I think the mobility and flexibility is just um, having strength in those certain ranges, so it just just prevents injury. It's your first year working with a, a new manager and a new pitching coach. How has that transition been? Oh, it's been amazing. You know, they make it real fun you know, to come to the ballpark every day. Um, they they give you a lot of encouragement. Um, Mickey and, and, and Dave, um, they're just guys that you want to get behind and give it 110% every time you uh, take the field. So it's also have those guys. It's great to have a pitching coach that has a, a, a manager that has a pitching background, but he hasn't really uh, made himself a one-factor kind of guy. Like I've seen him talk to Nemo about hitting. He's kind of let Dave just control the pitchers. I think that's uh, doing really well so far. Uh, what about at the plate? Do you have any goals for this year? Are you going to hit some bombs? Um, well, I mean, the silver starter... It uh, would be nice, but uh, you know, I'm not going to make any goals for that. There's too many things that are just outside of my control. But, I mean, I take a lot of pride in, in swinging the bat up at the plates. Um, it's just a, a lot of fun. It keeps the game light and loose. It's good. I feel like a lot of people don't expect pitchers to go up there and have any success, but I, I say nay to that. Your teammate Jacob DeGrom said early in the spring that he was targeting a, a Cy Young campaign in 2018. Is that the goal for everyone, sort of, or or do you not care about that? Is it just, like, let me stay on the field and do my thing? No, absolutely. I feel like every pitcher in the big leagues, regardless of with a starter or reliever, they want to go out there and be the best absolute pitcher that they can be, and uh, the ultimate goal is to join a Cy Young. But in terms of, like, Achievements. I'm not paying too much attention to. I just want to go out there and win a World Series. 
one edge you have on DeGrom right now is that he cut his hair and, and you've still got the flow. Did you feel like he abandoned you there or did you feel like he just sort of seeded uh, the good hair to you? Um, yeah, basically he forfeited his campaign on <laughs> trying to see me as the best hair. Um, no, I don't, I don't go abandoned just because my hair was just whatever it is. <laughs> Um, you joked on Twitter recently about uh, your lunch getting thrown away, a reference to your first spring training in, in big league camp and learning the ropes. Uh, do you get to throw the lunches away now? No, I'm not a big uh, lunch talker. I don't like to be very productive for anybody. Um, but there's different ways to, to handle things like that. Uh, well, do do you take more of a of a leadership role? I know you have a fairly veteran rotation. Um, I would probably call myself a veteran, yet, but I mean, in terms of like how we the rest of the staff, in terms of our our youth, we're still pretty young guys. But I guess trying to just guys like Harvey and Drum, so much veteran. But yeah, uh, I guess you consider myself more of a, a leader by example, kind of thing. Uh, you made some headlines this spring for conducting an on-camera interview shirtless after a start. Have you considered at all just giving up shirts altogether? Um, I definitely debated it a couple times. But, you know, I just pitched against the Astros. It was harder than the get-out out there. Um, just finished my conditioning, and uh, the media just caught me as I was strolling in with my shirt off. And I wasn't going to put my shirt on and I was still sweating. That just kind of defeats the purpose of a shirt. Well, it had to feel good to get a, a fairly positive response for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I work hard in uh, the weight room and I'm not necessarily trying to build a, a bodybuilder physique or a fitness model physique, but uh, I just want to be strong and flexible and whatever happens after that is just a direct result of the hard work I put in. I know in the past you've warmed up to the, the Game of Thrones theme, and I think, uh, was it last year, was it Thunderstruck? It was, yeah. Uh, have you decided what direction you're going with that this year? Uh, I think I'm still going to stick with Thunderstruck. And do you want to encourage the fan to the fans to join in on that one? Of course, yeah, especially the seven lines. Those guys are awesome. I've also considered, uh, there's a, a song... It's called You're the Voice by John Farnham. You'll have to give that a listen. It's pretty epic. Cool. So is that going to be mixed into the rotation, you think, or, or just understand? Uh, it's, got, it's got a pretty long build-up. So I don't know if it's really meshed well with a good walkout song, but mm -hmm. it would be pretty sick to hear the fans get into that one. You know, your palms start, start sweating, your heart starts racing after that song, and you might as well check your pulse. That uh, that sounds fairly promising. No, that's all I've got. Uh, thank you again so much for doing this. No problem. Thank you. All right, that's the show for this week. Thanks again to Cody Bellinger and Noah Syndergaard. If you enjoyed it, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on all podcasting formats. Thank you for listening, and peace out. Peace out.